Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into episode 109 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, took the week off last week off getting some things ready, and I was sick as a dog still. Y'all heard my voice just coming in and out at the last couple episodes I did uh, for y'all. <laughs> excuse me, episodes 107 and 108. Uh, man, I was just sick as a dog. I'm still coughing. Uh, I need to go to the doctor, but I'm cheap. Even though I have insurance, I ain't trying to pay that $35 copay. Um, but we're going to keep on rocking and keep making it do what it do. Uh, hopefully you guys had a great Christmas, a Merry Christmas. And I hope y'all got everything that you wanted. And uh, you blessed some people in your family too. I hope you had a good time with your family. And I hope all of y'all got paid for uh, having that day off too. And if you didn't, you need to find a new job. So uh, let's see what we gonna put up on that good old summer jam screen so i think for summer jam we're gonna go ahead and just do a year in review uh we're gonna have some the 10 moments that uh kind of define 2017 in my opinion in my honest opinion so i think the first event that we have to talk about that was so prominent in uh 2017 that just kind of woke everybody up was back on august 12th when we had that unite the right rally aka the white supremacists and white extremists uh rally uh that resulted in the death of freedom fighter heather Heyer. um you know it was one of those things where we really knew where the president stood um it, it had that one brother on fox news crying um i forgot that brother's name but uh he was on uh dl hughley's radio show either his radio show or his podcast i can't remember and he has an issue with paris denard and i'm you know and i'm like this brother has an issue with paris denard if you don't know who paris denard is he's the the uh the boot licking coon who's always uh you know doing anything he can to uh suck the left butt cheek of the uh cheeto in chief uh trump he's always on uh cnn just talking just got both you know both balls in his mouth just gobbling them protecting the president so it reminded me hearing him try to shit on paris denard it reminds me of that meme of spider-man when he's pointing at the duplicate spider-man uh, it's like nigga it's pot and kettle pot and kettle my nigga like you on here trying to defend your republican values and you're trying to shit on another black republican it's like nope pot and kettle pot and kettle because you look funny in the light but you know uh speaking of this unite the right rally so it, it let us know where the president stood uh that he was team white supremacy all out in the open he wasn't a refined white supremacist you know he tried to say that there was good people on both sides which was a damn lie because it you know resulted in the death of a young lady heather Heyer. and just two weeks ago no it was last week an article came out uh about susan bro her mother uh talking about how she has uh hidden the grave of heather Heyer because of all the online death threats and emails that she gets not death threats but uh threats of defacing the grave of this woman and this just shows that white supremacy is a damn illness you know i know we like to say it's a religion but it is a sickness it's an illness just to think that after this woman has sacrificed her life you know being killed by a white supremacist because she's out here being a counter protester um you know fighting a good fight standing up for justice standing up for what's right 
and she gets mowed over it by a car and to see that these um these skinheads these uh alt writers these white supremacists white extremists neo-nazis whatever the fuck you want to call them to see them you know say that and email the mother saying that they want to deface the grave and do all this other shit it just shows how sick and disgusting these people really are and the illness that is just rotting their brains right because deep down that they know that right now as we move forward in this economy and into the future of whatever um, industry comes up right now we're in the technology industry that being white it just isn't good enough anymore and that's heartbreaking for a lot of people (coughs) excuse me it's very heartbreaking for a lot of people so what we're witnessing right now is white supremacy's last stand because we know by 2040 the country is just going to be colored folks it's going to be the majority is going to be non-white like that's what's just going to happen and this is what we've seen is white supremacy's last stand so that's why i say we so that's why i say this event is so big in one of a major events of 2017. you know what is another major event in 2017 it had to be oj coming home in october from that bogus ass robbery charge you know and then that florida state attorney talking crazy about oj saying if he was gonna come to uh florida for people to take their cameras out and film him violating his parole so he can go right back in jail and uh this just shows that white folks do not do not take a loss they don't take a l they don't take a l laying down like they still trying to get this man on the murders of uh nicole and uh ron goldman they still trying to get this man like he spent what almost what 10 years in prison something like that something crazy like that uh for trying to get his own stuff back and he was set up by his own people and that 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 was heartbreaking because but oj just thought he had the complexion for the protection and he did not he did not but the juice is home we saw mingling still ain't learned his lesson mingling with uh white women at a wine bar and uh he's probably still laying the pipe to some of them women too but uh yeah that was a major event seeing oj come home too i i think in my opinion i don't know what y'all think but i feel like that was a major event right then and there (coughs) y'all gotta excuse me i'm gonna be coughing all through this thing you know what else was a major event and i think y'all probably forgot about remember the fire festival You know, that was supposed to be that festival that was more than a music festival where people were paying anywhere between $450 to $250,000 in them Caribbean islands. You know, where they were were sold a fucking dream by Ja Rule and I forgot the other dude name. Uh, And them horrible conditions, them people showed up and they were just like uh, tents up and you know they had those people they didn't have water bottles for them people they were drinking liquor and shit like that and just eating some old bullshit and uh they got the white dude who was the head of the fire uh festival for like some kind of wire fraud charges but man twitter social media just had a field day with that like they were swearing up and damn down that all these celebrities were going to be there and uh this was going to be the biggest event since Lollapalooza or since uh what's another one um Woodstock it was going to be bigger than that it was supposed to be like this luxury uh festival and people were going to have their own like luxury tents and shit like that all at the festival they were paying all this crazy ass money and people flew down there and got stuck and they were just down there going through it and that was a scam boy you had all these uh celebrities uh you know uh, advertising this thing and then when it happened they started taking down them instagram ads that they posted up that shit was funny as fuck hilarious and let's see so that's three events right there uh let's see here here's a fourth event we have to talk about mayweather and mcgregor you remember that fight and it really showed how american and I say this in quotes that the dominant society was by rooting for a foreigner. 
And that's when I really started talking about um, white supremacy disguised as patriotism, right? So I started poking holes in the theory, uh, theories of uh, patriotism by showing you different examples on uh, do-rags and boat shoes of different stories about how they try to hide their bigotry behind patriotism. And this was one of the biggest things. Uh, if if y'all remember, <coughs> the brother uh, Tariq Nasheed went live on Instagram and he was only one of the few people in that arena uh, at the McGregor Mayweather fight uh, wearing an American flag. Everybody else, all these white folks just running around here with Irish flags left and right. And it's like, but you're an American, aren't you? Okay, so it just really poked holes in the in so many theories of these people being patriotic and i loved it because it just showed you know how these people really are and you, if you look at a uh, mayweather fights you know anytime he's fighting somebody everybody roots for whoever he's fighting against mayweather because he's a rich black man and then it was interesting to see that this ties into the fifth um event is the national anthem fiasco right so you had this whole Conor McGregor fight and people, white folks, just rooting up and down for McGregor wearing an Irish flag. But at the same time, they are shitting on uh, somebody like Callan Kaepernick and other black players for kneeling during the national anthem. What? Right. So you had this national anthem fiasco. Then you had the Cheeto in chief calling NFL players sons of bitches. And the protest was being co-opted to not focus on police brutality but disrespecting the troops <clears throat> and now it got so bad that fucking the ceo of papa john's the guy who actually founded papa john's you know tried to blame earning uh, not earnings but loss of earnings on the nfl protest and now it got so bad now that he's about to paint and they got somebody else going and it's just like no we don't believe you you need more people and you know what? That uh, pizza is disgusting. But now you've seen Colin Kaepernick putting his money where his mouth is, um, donating money left and right to different organizations, actual grassroots organizations. And uh, right now what we're witnessing with the NFL, which is funny, you have people like me who stopped watching it because Colin Kaepernick did not get signed by a team. He was purposefully uh, blackballed. But then you have people who are the opposite of me, who feel like these players are disrespecting the flag, not watching the NFL either. So they were experiencing uh, ratings uh, at all time lows. You know, their ratings were at an all time low because you have that spectrum of, well, ain't nobody signed Colin Kaepernick. Fuck y'all, I'm not watching this. And then you had the other people, I'm not looking at these Negras disrespect the flag, so I'm done. Even though, you know, they didn't start coming out into the mid 2000s during the national anthem because before that they would stay in the locker room and go over game plans and things like that. But nobody cares about facts. Facts don't matter. That's how we got the Cheeto in chief as president right now. So let's see what else. So that's five. So six, uh, <coughs> the sixth major event has to be Hurricane Harvey that devastated Houston. And, uh, you know, we've seen people like Trader Truth, the rapper, you know, go around in a boat and help save people and uh, bringing foods down to the local jails uh, so them, them inmates wouldn't be down there starving. And uh, what was surprising to me was the whole Joel Osteen fiasco. And this man was actually shamed into opening his doors to his arena-sized church for Houstonians. You remember that first initial video, it showed that there was, uh, you could get to the church from the freeway, and there was a little bit of flooding in the actual lower parking ramp, but, you looked inside the church and it was just dry as a bone and the memes came flooding out and i loved every single one of them memes you know i had one with joel osteen pointing and it was like you ain't gotta go home <laughs> and it had the ellipsis the ellipsis is the dot 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 and uh you know it was sad to see that this man makes millions upon millions of dollars selling hope like dope and he couldn't open his doors 
uh, Jesus didn't tell him to open his heart, to open his doors. He had to be shamed into opening his damn doors. That's crazy, ain't it? That is fucking crazy. And then another uh, major event in 2017 will have to be that Muslim ban, right? The numerous Muslim bans and the DACA, uh, the ending of DACA. So non-whites that aren't black are catching hell under this, under this administration left and right and begging for help, <coughs> excuse me, from uh, their fellow blacks. But during this BLM movement, um, going all the way back to Trayvon Martin, you know, fighting for social justice. So Trayvon Martin, um, Eric Garner, um, Ferguson, uh, Tamir Rice, Rakia Boyd, Sandra Bland, uh, just all these events, we didn't have that much support from people that didn't look like us that were non-white. So now that the government came crashing down on these groups, you know, it was like, well, where's my brothers at? You know, hey, we need to come together, all this yada, yada, yada. <coughs> and what was funny about the whole DACA thing was we were witnessing uh, a lot of uh, illegals who had family here who uh, voted for Trump. There was that reverend out in California who was an illegal and his daughters were here. So they were dreamers. They were born here so they could be dreamers. And he encouraged them to vote for Trump. Right. And then you had those uh, white Cubans who came up here uh, in Florida that voted for Trump and you just had all these groups voting against their own self-interest because they thought that this man would be for them okay uh and so that was that was a major turning point and I say that to say this because black folks actually just kind of woke up and were just like you know kind of do your thing hold your own nuts you know I didn't agree with it uh having that mentality with DACA because if we really wanted to uh link up and build with other african people across the globe uh, we would have did more research and realized that daca was affecting you know even though it was a small number they were affecting uh our brothers and sisters from the caribbean islands and coming over from africa too it was a small number <coughs> it wasn't as big as hispanics but they're still our brothers and sisters these caribbean these folks from the caribbeans and from uh the motherland too uh, let's see what else we got on here. Uh, we have the uh, Me Too campaign. That was a huge event. That was a very, very large event. Um, just because it showed how degenerate and disgusting a lot of these men in Hollywood are, were and are, and what these women had to do to get roles or what they thought they had to do to get these roles and how these men use their power because if they it was like listening to dame dash talk about harvey weinstein uh he clowned him every chance he got because he knew that the only power that that man had was money and uh the company that he owned outside of that he was not a real man uh and so dame dash had to clown him every chance he get when he saw him because of how he tried to play damon dash uh to release uh paid in full the movie that they shot which is a hood classic it's you know it's better than scarface in my opinion if you're talking about like top hood movies you know and things like that that black men like but uh he was talking about on uh i forgot what podcast it was but he was talking about uh how he was clowning uh harvey when uh he would be with a group of models and things like that like this dude's a clown and all this other stuff and just playing them hard <laughs> And rightfully so but uh it just showed how degenerate hollywood was and uh and is still is you know there's so many people uh being brought to light and one that was surprising to me was matt lauer uh, of the today show uh this motherfucker was a creep like a full-on creep um just man just you know being in his uh i think he locked the door on one uh pa production assistant while he was in his drawers in his uh, uh, dressing room, he had like a little switch to uh, lock the door and all this other sick shit. And he'd just be making crude jokes and 
buying sex toys for women and things of that sort and uh you know it was just so surprising to see that and then you had some men come forward like terry cruz even though terry cruz was trying to backtrack and <coughs> excuse me try to deflect towards uh the black community and i talked about that on champagne sharks uh with the with the homies uh so with the sharks so make sure you check that out if you didn't and um you know it just showed what women really go through and it just seems like every single day there's a new story that comes out and it uh forces you to kind of check your behavior too uh you know as a man it forces you to kind of check your behavior and be like oh shit you know am i making you know my female co-workers uncomfortable or am i making this female clerk uncomfortable just it you know you really have to <coughs> excuse me take a look at yourself in the mirror even though i don't be doing no creep shit like that uh you just kind of take a step back and you know and i'm gonna just tell my brothers on the job you know just kind of you know ease up on the flirting you know if you got a work wife you know just kind of ease up off of that because you just don't the climate ain't it ain't for that anymore um just kind of step back from that and just kind of check yourself before you wreck yourself before you fuck up your bread and you be by yourself you know so that's just something to really think about um but some of these women were subject to horrible things <coughs> i forgot the one guy he's a famous uh photographer looks like a creep got pork chop sideburns uh, uh looks kind of like uh robert english not robert english what's that guy name who plays freddy krueger i can't remember but he looks sort of like freddy krueger long pointy nose uh crazy beady eyes and uh there were situations where he actually had a, a female assistant that would help him sexually assault models and shit like that you know he would convince these girls to like uh suck his dick until he uh come on their face and he would take pictures of that and they would think you know this is something edgy and art like because there's a woman right there co-signing it and like yeah that's what you have to do and all this other weirdo shit then you had uh harvey weinstein this dude he fucking was uh showing a woman <coughs> this actress or a news anchor i can't i can't remember if it's a new the fox news anchor or an actress but he uh he uh, was taking her a tour through a nightclub or something and this dude just started jerking off into a plant in front of her so it's just weird real weirdo shit like that and if you can't control your sexual urges and desires like that like you need to go in the bathroom and jerk off like if you really can't control your urges and things like that like you need really need to seek help like it ain't that hard to just woosah out of some shit you know and if you can't woosah you know go in the bathroom and hit a lick or some shit like that you know just real weirdo type shit so let's see what else we got going on here so let's see one two three four five six seven eight oh yeah so i guess uh <clears throat> number nine would have to be uh these aren't in like ranking order or nothing but these just just 10 events that stood out to me but it had to be these mass shootings right so we had the one in sutherland springs texas where that guy went up and shot and killed about 26 people and then we had the one in uh, las vegas uh that was just crazy right there the guy was just aiming down on that crowd at that country music festival and uh killed damn near 60 people and uh we still out here making excuses uh for uh having stricter gun laws <clears throat> so we still out here with that bullshit you know we still out here with that kind of sucker goofy ass shit with all these people dying but we should have known that you know our politicians were on some bullshit after sandy hook when children were murdered and people were just like eh, well could be crisis actors it could be fake you know you had all these different kind of deflections and all this other weirdo type shit just uh you should have known something was up um because guns here are a big business fear is a very large business in america I mean, you just turn on the news and you just see some black boogeyman or some brown boogeyman, you know, or some poor white man on the news who's running around cooking meth and raping women or something. It's just, it's just something 
there there's always some kind of fear being pushed down your throat uh don't go out the house because there's a super flu going on uh don't travel because there's some kind of uh flaming diarrhea that your asshole turns different colors when you shit so you might as well just stay in the house you know if you breathe air you will die you know there's some kind of airborne illness or some shit going on there's always something going on to keep you frozen in time or some it's just fear is huge here in america it's a very large thing here but the last event that had to um rock this country would have to be the cheeto in chief and how he's changed how we look at the presidency because we look at it now like a fucking joke uh this man is a clown everything from his dentures falling out of his mouth to how he drinks water how small is your hands that you have to drink a bottle of fiji water with two hands or a glass of water with two hands you know how fucking small your hands have to be like my g just use a straw just grab it one hand and use a straw you are double fisting a bottle of water that is just the weirdest shit and then him then he just tweets so fucking recklessly they say that he watches what is it like eight hours of tv a day something like that or more than that and you can tell like people actually link up and they can predict when he's going to tweet something because he just sits up and watch fox news early in the fucking morning and then he sends off these crazy tweets and he's the king of throwing a stone and hiding his hands so he'll tweet something out crazy and then they reporters will ask him about it and he won't say shit oh you know he'll deflect or i don't want to talk about that right now or he'll just wave him off and then you'll have sarah huckabee sanders with her goofy looking ass she'll come up there and she'll just flat out lie like there is a special place in hell for these people this whole administration to just stand by and just be part of something so evil you know something so damaging to the american people just to be a part of that like there's a special place in hell for you like you're just out here blatantly lying to the people you're not even finessing a lie it's just he could tweet there is a white dog taking a shit outside of my uh door he could tweet that and somebody a uh, press secretary not a press secretary but the press could be walking through and see that the dog is actually brown and it's just laying outside of his office right just laying outside the door and you ask him about that oh the president is colorblind uh you know who's to say that the dog did not shit in front of his door you know it's just just blatant lies just and it's like how can you take this administration seriously the world looks at us like a fucking joke they do and even though uh president obama had his issues with the middle east and these drone strikes i feel like he was trying to be an ambassador and put america in a new light with the world even though he did did some horrible things with those drone strikes and uh letting a lot of things fester and grow in the middle east <coughs> in northern africa in that area uh you know he he really was trying to put america into a new light he really was but uh it's just people are just out here praying and hoping that this man uh the cheeto in chief gets uh you know kicked out you know gets impeached um you know and this has been very stressful on a lot of people and I seen an interview with Eminem and he was talking about, you know, I just don't get how people vote for this guy. This is a billionaire. He doesn't have nothing, anything in your interest, you know, besides other rich people. And he gets so frustrated thinking about that and thinking about uh, the Cheeto in chief, the uh, orange Julius Caesar, you know, thinking about actions that he's made and dividing this country. And I just say to Eminem is you must not understand white supremacy, you know as long as the lowliest of lowest white man or woman know that they are better than the uh, richest colored man or woman 
they're okay as long as they can be team white supremacy by proxy or adjacent god damn it this double wide trailer with the water cut off and i ain't got no i ain't had no propane in this damn double wide trailer in four months uh, well i'm all right because i'm not like the niggers i'm not like the wet backs i'm not like the sand niggers you know so if you, you have to understand white supremacy you really do uh i was speaking with my uh my father-in-law uh we were talking politics uh during breakfast and you know he, he brought up some some points that i always bring up and he said uh you know a lot of these poor people they just don't understand that america isn't what it used to be you know being white is not good enough anymore you know being white is just not good enough anymore and you're gonna have to learn a skill or a new trade you know a lot of these jobs are not going to come come back and there's not a good old boy network at all you know and we were talking about this and i looked over because they have an alexa you know one of those little microphones that can control everything in the house and alexa was just lighting up when we were, we were speaking truth to power when we was kicking that reel so i just start i, I just started shutting up and listening because <laughs> I, do, I do not trust that google home i don't trust siri i have my siri off that says uh, you know you can have the feature on and it says hey siri and she's like she'll wake up and all this other shit because the microphone is always on um you know if i'm talking some real business shit uh i'm talking about some real things trying to make some moves i will not i'll leave my phone in the car if i'm speaking money and things like that to some people face to face i have my fucking phone you know in my in the glove box in my car you know and i have them keep their phone you know somewhere far far away because you just never know when they can tap into your microphones but anyways that has been the the top moments to me of 2017 and you know there's absolutely some honorable mentions um <coughs> you have to look at get out that came out back in february top of the year you know that really broke down uh liberal racism and uh how we should look at it um you know it was a horror movie um and i don't know why they're trying to label it as a comedy the uh, golden globes is i'm like that's mislabeled as fuck but you know they just want to downplay that brother uh jordan peele's work that's all that that is um let's see what else uh lena waith from uh master of none you know becoming the first black woman to win an emmy uh for comedy writing that was huge um jay-z dropping 444 and showing growth even though this man almost 50 but still it shows just how sharp he is lyrically and how it's okay to be vulnerable and speak your truth uh, you have to look at tiffany haddish and her uh meteoric meteoric rise due to girls trip uh she's very funny she's actually coming here to my city in uh march so i might try to see her uh she's very funny and she hosted snl too um just very funny sister uh dope and uh you know it's been a long time coming because she's been grinding for a minute so it's 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 dope to see that hard work pay off for that sister um you have to look at uh the um central uh global uh central kitchen or world central kitchen uh chef jose andres uh, and that was his uh non-profit and he was feeding all those people still feeding them people in puerto rico hot meals so shout out to him and uh the black folks in alabama showing their power and voting you know but it's too bad that doug jones is still trying to, to appeal to conservatives even though <coughs> excuse me blacks got him in there and that's what's fucked up ain't it so uh the brother sean king was tweeting about this and it's talking about that he still wants to try to appeal to the conservative base in alabama and it's like fuck that black folks showed up for you and voted for you and now you you got your foot in the door well you all the way in the door now you about to close the door on black folks that's why it's so powerful and um so uh what's the word i can't think of the word that i'm looking for but no so important that black folks put a demand behind their vote you know it needs to be less we're this party's friend and it's more of what can your party do for us because see look at what we just did here you know we can get together and create block voting 
So it can either work with you or it can work against you. So that's something we always have to keep in mind. Um, let's see what else. Oh man, you had that Keaton Jones fiasco and his bigoted ass mother. I wonder what happened with that almost $60,000. I wonder if they going, since the heat did die down, you know, with social media and everything, everybody being so connected, uh, shit dies down after a week. It does. Just after a week, it's just done. Maybe a week in a couple of days, but it's never two weeks. It's never like a month or so. It always dies down after a week. But I say like a week and two days tops. So we'll see what happens with that. And then uh, the other honorable mention had to be the Women's March. You know, the day after uh, Trump uh, Trump's inauguration. Uh, that was huge. I went and I gave my reasons for it. A lot of black women felt like they did not have to show up for it because they didn't believe in white feminism. Uh, but here in my city, uh, a sister was actually one of the organizers of the Women's March. And uh, there was a lot of sisters, a lot of black families out there, uh, a lot of brown women out there, a lot of yellow women out there. Uh, you saw women of all colors out there marching and, you know, going out there. And I thought about my niece. That was the biggest thing I thought of and trying to leave this place, a, you know, leave America a little bit better place for her. And uh, hopefully she won't have to deal with the hells that a lot of these black women are going through. My niece is so precious, y'all, so precious. She's bad as hell, but she's precious, though. And uh, that's that's what we really have to start thinking of, thinking of them younger family members. Uh, if you ain't got kids, you know, just think of the younger family members uh, or think of, you know, your mama, your grandma. You know, you have to think about that, too. Uh, when you're making these moves, you just have to carry that torch and you have to fight that good fight and you have to be prepared for a battle uh, to create you know equality and you only can create that through equity but you just have to keep fighting that good fight and just you know do whatever you can to give a leg up to those coming behind you you know so they can stand on your shoulders so that's just something you always have to keep in mind but um that's been the honorable mentions i'm you know i've been going on the summer jam screen for damn near 40 minutes so we about what 37 some odd minutes but uh hove what you got to say about 2017 don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, so moving on to the last selling hope like dope of 2017, it's only fitting that we have to give it to fucking Apple. So if you've been sleeping up under a rock, uh, let me pull up my notes real quick. Give me just a second here. Gosh darn it. Here we go. So if you've been sleeping up under a rock, I'm sorry about that. Uh, there was a user on Reddit who proved that with each software update for older iPhones, uh, the software update has something in it that actually slows down your iPhone. And uh, so he proved it by showing the update on an older phone, older iPhone, and then uh, tested the battery and then he put a brand new battery in it, replaced the battery in his old iPhone, and then tested it again with the new update and nothing changed. So if it, the software recognizes as an older battery in the iPhone and the iPhone batteries are hard to change out. You have to take them to special places. Um, there's a lot of places around the city like battery stores that'll change it out, but they'll also tell you that They'll have you sign like a waiver and all this other shit because they can't guarantee that the iPhone will work and all this other shit. So you have to go to a trusted source. And uh, sometimes the um, geniuses at the Apple store, they don't want to do it if you don't have like Apple Care and things like that. So they'll just try to get you to buy another phone. And so people have been screaming this for years, for years. Even when I first started, I started back with the iPhone 4. Uh, way back when they dropped the white iPhone because I thought that shit was saucy or wavy and um, people were saying like when the iPhone uh, what was it 4s or something like that came out that their older iPhones were running slower so this always been a huge rumor but people couldn't prove it and somebody finally did so now you got all these class action lawsuits there's currently nine class action lawsuits against Apple right now 
so i'm telling y'all moving forward if y'all want to stay team apple you know i probably will i know i said in the past that i'll probably downgrade my phone to a se but uh just seeing this new evidence i think what i will do because i still got my old iphone 6 and i like that and i got an iphone 7 currently uh, I think I'll just replace the batteries in both of those and probably switch back to my iPhone 6 because I just really like how that move and things like that over my iPhone 7 because of the headphone jack thing. But um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how do I get a part of some of these class action lawsuits and the um, reasoning for Apple slowing down these batteries is saying that uh, or slowing down the software on your phone is uh, so basically the phone doesn't uh, the battery life in your phone doesn't drain out too quickly. Now, you know, with rechargeable batteries after a couple years, um, the batteries start draining down even quicker because they're rechargeable and all the wear and tear that goes on in a battery. And so that's the excuse they're using that, you know, with the software updates, there's going to be more, excuse me, there's going to be uh, more power being used to the battery. So they kind of, they slow down your phone all the way. So this this makes Apple look pretty bad and looks funny in the light, but people have been saying this for years, but nobody really proved it. Um, so I know moving forward for me, I'll probably just replace the damn battery on my iPhone. But that is just wild to hear that and Apple ain't saying shit about these class action lawsuits. And um, I just saw a uh, CNN International reported that Tim Cook, the Apple CEO, is now uh requesting to fly private to every single event because you know somebody will run up on him at an airport terminal and give him that fade now with this new evidence out that proves that iPhones are being slowed down with new software updates and I don't think my wife updated her uh, software on her phone since she got it and I bought it for her last Christmas because every time you do update your shit just runs slower I just got this iPhone 7 what about six seven months ago something like that and the iphone 8 and the x are already out and my phone already with the bullshit and i'll I be i stay updating it but i'm like it's a brand new fucking phone basically but yeah it's already with the shits so apple you out here selling hope like dope but we already found the hack you just got to replace the battery and you know paying you know 80 to 100 bucks to replace the battery is a lot better than being locked into a contract with a carrier or uh spending you know 700 to a thousand dollars for a brand new iphone this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so moving on to hold this l i'm not even going to give it to our brother dr umar um if y'all been sleeping up under a rock uh you see dr umar johnson he's trying to beef with uh dr boyce watkins and Tariq nasheed um it's just ego getting in the way and immaturity with this brother and what is crazy is he said on one of the uh hidden colors films um if y'all don't know who dr umar is he's a psychologist out of philly and he was in the hidden colors one two and three um and he was dropping some good game and he he's an advocate for uh, young black boys uh in the school system and uh so, so he's just been on this ego trip thing for i don't know since he's been popping from hidden colors doing these uh, lecture tours across the u.s and uh you know he's just been calling himself big papa the prince of pan-africanism and uh saying he's a descendant of frederick Douglass, and um He's just been doing a lot of egotistical type things, and uh, it's very sad to see because he has some great knowledge, um, but he, he lets who he is gets to his head a lot. And what's interesting is he said this in one of the Hidden Colors. He was talking about how older black men don't want to give up their power, you know, when they're in a position of power, whatever it is, like the NAACP or the church and let the younger ones come forth and uh, rise to the top because they've never felt real power before. And I feel like that's what he's doing right now with this whole ugly situation. And, uh, you know, so him and Tariq are, you know, beefing back and forth on the internets. And uh, it's just a bad look. It just really is. Um, it's just something I don't support. 
Um, I don't agree with everything that um, the brother Umar says, Dr. Johnson says, um, but he does have a great message. And um, like I said this before, people have the right to question, you know, where that those donations go to for that school and what's happening with that money, because he raised almost half a million dollars for that school. Um, but you know it is what it is i'm not gonna have that brother hold this l i just wanted to speak on that um this is just ugly to see something back and forth and he's trying to fight Tariq and all this other shit and uh you know it's just you don't want to see two grown ass men damn near in they damn near 50 beefing online wanting to fight you know what i'm saying um that's just something you don't want to see but anyways let's move on to uh who we really gonna have hold this L for the last part of 2017, the last L of the year. So we have to give it to uh, Matthew Feed, F E D D E. Is it Feed or Feedy? He is a Millard South assistant principal. He has been arrested for a sexual assault on a minor. And uh, Millard South, if y'all heard me on uh, Champagne Sharks, I broke down the geographical. Uh, the geographics of Omaha, the greater metropolitan area. So Millard is a suburb of Omaha in southwest Omaha. Uh, it's its own city, but it still benefits from a lot of the things uh, that Omaha pays for, taxpayer pays for, like the um, the motherfucking uh, like the trash and shit like that. And uh, you know, people think that living out there is the perfect place and all this other shit, and they try to paint it like there's no crime going on, but there's a lot of meth out there. You can go over there by the uh, Miller Water Tower, and you'll see a bunch of meth heads hanging out there. You can go to the Miller Walmart out there on 130th and L, and you will see white dudes dressed like B. Rad from uh, that movie Malibu's Most Wanted. You will see uh, women who are just methed out every time I deliver to that location over there i deliver to the sam's and the walmart over there uh on my first nine to five um you know there's always somebody stopped me asking me for change um trying to get a ride trying to hitch a ride somewhere and things of that sort uh just methed out of their minds you'll see meth heads on uh kids bikes riding around through there uh, but they try to paint it as this uh white utopia but if it's white it's all right right just don't want no no niggers there and don't want no mexicans over there no wetbacks that's what it is you know long as it's white it's all right but so you have this assistant principal who had an inappropriate relationship sexual relationship with a 15 year old girl um i don't know what this man was thinking because this is nebraska it's a hick-ass town he could have just waited one year and he would have been all right because the age of consent which is wild as fuck in 2017 in nebraska is still 16 years old so you can have a sexual relationship with a 16 year old child in the state of fucking nebraska wildest shit ever right wild there was a case a few years back about five six years ago um there was a gym teacher who had a, a relationship with like a 17 year old and they couldn't do shit to him only thing they could do was fire him they couldn't bring him up on charges because of the age of consent so who knows what's going to happen to this guy uh, hopefully they throw the book at him and um you know it's not one of those things where i told you so because crime happens everywhere but stop trying to paint these all white areas in the omaha metropolitan area as these utopias and all this other shit like crime only happens on the north side where the black folks are at or on the south side where the hispanics are at so let's kill all that noise right there because there's a lot of dirt that goes on in these different parts of the metropolitan area you win perfect all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes um this is heartbreaking to say um this is the last hero of 2017 but she will always be a hero to me uh we have to give it to erica garner uh the daughter of uh, eric garner who was uh choked out and murdered by nypd police uh erica suffered a heart attack um a couple days ago and she was pronounced brain dead um she wasn't getting enough oxygen and she passed away a few hours ago um this woman she fought and fought for justice uh no matter for who um she realized that the nypd was corrupt 
and it was about police abusing their power. She campaigned hard for Bernie Sanders. She was always out. She was on uh, the mayor of New York, uh, de Blasio. She was on his ass 24-7 about uh, suspect policies and things of that sort. And she was always out in the streets doing that work. Um, she suffered uh, from an enlarged heart from when she had her, uh, her last child. And uh, her mother kept telling her to take it easy. But she just never recovered from her father's death. And uh, she just she literally fought to the death for her father. And uh, there's no nothing else to say about this. Um, this is heartbreaking to see this woman suffered a heart attack at 27. That's the stress of taking on systemic racism, oppression head on and just fighting it day in and day out. It takes its toll on you. But she never gave up. And for that, we thank you, and we will continue fighting a good fight for you. So may uh, Erica Garner uh, rest in peace, and uh, she will not be forgotten. All right, so moving on to health over wealth. You know what I say, without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. This is the last show of 2017. So only thing I'm going to leave you with is this. Create a vision board. I know it sounds goofy. But a vision board is just something you physically see, you make, uh, put it up somewhere where you will see it every day and put that vision in your head. And uh, it's the uh, law of attraction. So make a vision board. I don't care how old you are, how young you are, how outlandish those dreams may seem. Do it. I saw a tweet uh, earlier today um, that showed that in a year, Kanye West went from what was it doing beats in a year span for making beats for 300 bucks a beat to up to i think about 20k a beat and then ninth wonder put his up there too um about how he was getting making i think beats for 500 and then uh it bounced all the way up to 30k in a year so ain't nothing out of reach nothing is outlandish make a vision board and you need to look at it every damn day even if you need to just take a picture of it and put it on your phone but that's been episode 109 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. And I love y'all and I will see y'all next year. And as always, keep thriving and keep fighting the good fight. <laughs>